0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Celtic take a big step towards the title Battering hearts as Rangers lose at Kilmarnock Motherwell blow the chance to reclaim third as they go down in Perth And Livingston and Hibs continue their top six push With impressive wins on a big night in the Scottish Premiership I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me tonight is Gordon Biel and Mark Wilson Yeah it was a huge night Gordon in the Premiership Some huge results Celtic just continue to sweep everybody in their sights to one side Rangers continue to stutter And it's not a time to stutter They've handed a massive boost to Celtic And the gap at 10 points Albeit with a game in hand I think that's too much for Rangers to call back now I understand there's two firm games to go But I can't see this Celtic side The way they're playing Dropping that many points And allowing Rangers back into it Steven Gerrard must be bitterly disappointed The first half of the season They were... Good up until a point Finished on a high But after this winter break They've come back And started time and time again And last night Was just the icing on the cake For Steven Gerrard In terms of what he's been saying About not getting performances Even the most loyal Rangers fan Just now Gordon Has got to look at that And say We need a miracle Um, I don't know what's happened uh, After Dubai They went into the winter break And terrific for them but they've come out in horrendous form so far. Six games have played, they've won three, lost two, drawn one. They've scored seven goals against five, lost five. You look at the other side, Celtic come out of Dubai, changed their formation, Griffiths, Edward up front, didn't even score last night and they still scored five. They've won every game, they've scored 22 goals and conceded two and picked up 18 points. It's got to be advanced Celtic now. This is usually a Monday night feature But since we had five big games last night I'll let you play along Give us your result of the night Is this a fairly obvious one? Yeah, it's got to be Kilmarnock for me um, Easy start Yeah, yeah, I, th- yeah. I, th- I think I think with uh, the way the league was going I think everybody expect Difficult game at Kilmarnock of course But I thought that Rangers would get down there Didn't matter how they, they got the three points It was all about getting three points Well done to Kilmarnock Goal behind as well Gordon So a lot of character yeah, Not much debate there I don't think yeah. What about your goal of the evening? I think Scotty Arfield's goal was, was a terrific strike um, I'm going to go for Callum McGregor Celtic's third goal I thought everything about it James Forrest getting the ball Into Edward Daz is always going on about How good Edward's link up play is Takes it in Spins turns McGregor Out wide Textbook stuff Controlled finish Into the bottom corner It was a terrific goal For the second game in a row It's got to be Arfield for me Gordon I know that the, the goalkeeper Come in for a little bit of criticism should have, He should have probably done better Than we're all saying But He picks it up And the movement on the ball Is terrific I really It's Absolutely brilliant He scored one against Hamilton Like that as well So it was only a plus Bit about the game uh, For Rangers against Kilmarnock So my goal of the night Goes to Anfield Chance for you to be creative Your howler of the night Was it a refereeing decision A goalkeeping mistake A sitter in front of goal I think we had them all uh, So I don't know what you would go for I'm go- I am really struggling with this now I went last week um, You know Bobby Mad, And I'm going for John Beat. Oh I can't believe it, and and you know I'm a big fan of the referees. Not anymore. That's two weeks in a row. No, yeah, but but as, as, much, as much as they take the pats in the back, Mark, they've got do to they? take the criticism. When do, when do I, give them, the I back? give them pats in the back you because do. I, I do think do it's yourself. a very difficult job. But I thought last night, you look at 
the first goal for um, Kilmarnock how he doesn't spot the handball with Mackenzie it is a handball there's no doubt no argument about it so the goal shouldn't have stood and I thought Dicker's dive that was a second yellow was Morelis a goal I thought it was actually I think he's strong enough to go and do that and then obviously with um, the only one I think he got right was Morelis booking but I thought he had a poor game we'll get into them later uh, on that's just your howler of the night you've, you've sort of given it away for, for the rest of the discussion <laughs> between now and 8 o'clock uh, Mark your howler of the evening it's got to be for me Manzinga from Motherwell he, he comes on he's thrown on there to, to try and win the game for Motherwell and he's on the pitch for what 13 minutes booked after 9 minutes then a second yellow card for diving in the box <laughs> a horrific dive can, can we put one in just quickly I know because he's going oh, please don't mention this one because he lives quite near you Xander Clark. oh yeah my oh, big neighbour oh, yes oh, aye. 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 not a classic Shock. won the game in the end of course Shock. we'll give it to Manzinga on this occasion <laughs> <laughs> that's the number you need tonight don't hang about it was a huge night so get in touch let us know what's on your mind first and foremost Rangers fans where on earth has it gone wrong Quite simply I'm sure that answer um, Could take on a, a number of different forms But where has it gone wrong Where did it go wrong last night And where has it been going wrong In the last couple of weeks 01419511025 Thomas and Barhead Take us back to When that final whistle went last night Thomas How would you sum up How you were feeling Good evening um, Absolutely stunned um, For all You could almost Almost feel it coming Nevertheless it's still stingy when you you think well, we're so far ahead in the first half, and then to falter. And we've, it's not just there; even the games we've won, we've stumbled, we've faltered. And what the position is now, ten points behind the season, the league is gone. So at this point, this early juncture, we've got to plan ahead. You know, I know we've got the European ties now, but we've got to think long term. The problem is, and it is an open question, and I don't know the answer. Where do we go? Because Gerard's on a long term contract. He has been given... The one thing we can't fault the board for is backing a, the last couple of managers with vast sums of money in terms of the, the money that we've got net coming in. So where where do we go? Where I think the problem lies, it doesn't just lie in the last few, uh, few weeks. We can go right back to when we down the lower leagues. Four managers we've had, McCoyst, uh, Warburton, Gashinia and Gerrard. Four untried managers, especially the last three. McCoyst, I can see, I can see the... the the link through Walter and that but certainly the last three a time when we were struggling financially struggling to get a foothold back in the leagues we needed a safe we've always needed safe pairs of hands and I cannot understand the board's persistence in untried you'd have to say experiments three experiments one okay but Kishinya and now Gerard, great player though he was he was untested and I, I think, I, I just don't know what the future is. I, I mean, I don't see him turning it around. I don't see him getting vast sums of money, basically because I don't think we can afford it. So where do we go next season? How, how did we get here though, Thomas? It was a matter of weeks ago, everyone was praising Stephen Gerrard and, and rightly so, and was talking about how he had learned from last season's mistakes and how he was a great leader and had done a great job and was tactically astute because he'd, he'd outperformed Celtic on two occasions, albeit one of the results didn't go their way. So... If, if that was good enough three weeks ago, why do you now bring up the fact that he was untested? Because it's getting the getting a team over the line. That that's where the that's where the experience comes in. That's where you even going back to the late Jock Wallace, um, 
in his certainly in his first tenure at Ibrox. The one thing he did instill in the team, Walter did it as well, Sunas, a strong mentality. Now, when the team have faltered, and they have faltered, and they did do it early on in the season and last season, that's why I had hoped he would have learned from last season. I was glad he was given the second season. But there seems to be in his teams a lack of mental strength, a lack of belief. Um, the only one who seems to grab a game with a scruff of the neck, ironically, is the goalkeeper. McGregor, now, again, sometimes he takes it too far, but he's the only one that seems to sense danger. Uh, I remember a helicopter Sunday, the only one who sensed danger for Celtic was, I think it was Petrov, who realised this game's no one and he was urging the players on, and we saw how, how that ended for Celtic. Rangers don't have a driving force that senses trouble. Right, we're winning them up, we need to put this game to bed. They're not putting games to bed, therein lies the problem. As soon as a team comes back, or even threatens to come back, that to use the expression, the bottle goes, you can hear it crashing, you can see nerves kicking in when we don't get the second goal when the equaliser goes in you know, it's panic button and then it's a case of send everybody on when it's too late Well you've hit right on a key point with that word you used bottle, because Stephen Gerrard himself is questioning the bottle, just like you Thomas uh, he obviously fears Celtic are closing in on that ninth successive title throwing away the lead last night and the manager says the performance was far from acceptable Never coped or handled the heat or the pressure. Never played like a team that was trying to fight to remain um, in a title race and a, a team that was trying to compete to come away from here with three points to stay as close as we can. The reality is the the, the opposition are in the in the driving seat, um, and and that's been down to two things: their their form and us. Uh, not being good enough since the winter break, but I'm responsible for that. I put this group together. Um, you know, I coach them, they're my tactics, they're my decisions, so uh, I'm not going to sit here and try and force any blame in any other direction than uh, myself. So uh, it's disappointing, it's frustrating at the moment. Um, we keep going, keep fighting, and um, we see where we are. But on the evidence of the second half tonight, um, it's, it's very worrying for me sitting here right now. I get what he's saying about he's taking full responsibility and he's not trying to, you know, pass the buck, but there is a certain responsibility the players have got to take. There's so much that Steven Gerrard can do as a manager and a coach in terms of tactics. When your team's 1-0 up and you've been dominant for 45 minutes and you send out the, the same lineup to do the same job and the players don't carry that out, then you've got to question the players that are on the park and their, their temperament how they handle the pressure Like he's saying He's a guy that's played in big pressure situations And he was good enough to handle it I, I would think he's he's questioning his players ter In terms of mentality How they handle teams coming on top And that's the difference Between Rangers and Celtic Celtic can see out these periods in games And go up the other side of the park And put teams away Rangers It's, it's evident It's obvious That since they've come back from Dubai Whatever's happened if they've taken their win at Celtic Park and got carried away a wee bit, maybe. It, but they have to do it in these games. These are the important games, not just the four games against Celtic. These are the games that win your leagues and get you ahead. And this group of players looks like they can't handle that that side of it I for think, some reason. I think he's questioning himself as well, Mark. I like Stephen Gerrard. I, I like the way he comes out and speaks. And a lot of people say sometimes he's too honest. They talk about throwing players under the bus. I'm not buying into all that I don't think he's that kind of manager 
I think he's questioning himself because I look at Rangers and when something goes wrong, they never change. They never change. They never change the system. They never try and mix it up with the players on the pitch. They never go a different route of trying. They stick to the same game plan for 90 minutes. And if they make a, a, a sub, it's usually like for like. Now, you look across the city. Celtic come in for a lot of criticism at the end of uh, December, Gordon. They went to Dubai. They come back. They're brought in. Now, they've not went. They've signed two players, but they're not getting a, a, a shout. So it's the same group of uh, players. Neil Lennon's changed the system, brought in Griffiths, went two up top. They've won every game. They've scored 22 goals and they've lost two goals. Rangers, for me, the biggest problem, I don't think they have a plan B. Uh, thank you very much, Thomas and Barhead, for kicking us off. Archie's and Ibrooks, I think he's wanting on a, a very similar point about the way... Uh, this has all been played out The way Stephen Gerrard's Handling things How would you sum up How you were feeling Last night and this morning Archie? Uh, well gutted uh, I as a first time caller um, I absolutely gutted I mean I'm actually starting to get A bit annoyed with Stephen Gerrard You know the, the, the constant um, Bottlers Boring This negativity Towards the players I mean I, I mean, I played, I played amateur football But I think in any workplace If your boss is continually Belittling and calling you You know Boring and bottlers For me I wouldn't play for that manager you know, I just don't play. I know that that psychology can work sometimes, but I think sometimes you just don't play well enough. You're not sharp enough. You're not disciplined enough, and that's part of football. But coming out and calling them bottlers constantly, I think that sort of shows that an immature side of Stephen Gerrard. You know, and but, but I think he's calling them though because the first half of the season was fine. Because the first half of the season, there isn't any real pressure on you. You know, it's this end of the season that the pressure is. Surely, I mean, the game on the game in the twenty ninth. I know it comes in the twenty ninth of December, and therefore isn't as decisive as a fixture later in the season. But you're not telling me that's a pressure free fixture. Not entirely pressure free. However, when you come back for the winter break and Rangers know it's in their grasp, that's an entirely different pressure. Stop nine in a row and seeing they can actually do it and then getting over the line. So I can I can sense why Stephen Gerrard is saying, well, he's all right when it was when it was August to December, but when it's in your grasp, you mm. can't actually handle it. So I can understand it. I know what Archie's saying about it's it, it's not nice to hear when you're a player and your manager's coming out and and giving you. It, but I can understand why he's saying that because he has been mm. successful. He could handle it, and he's just but he's just he been being honest. Can I just Mark? Can I just say this to you, Stephen Gerrard? I'm an injured fan. Stephen Gerrard. You know, I feel it's saying to him, did you bottle it when, when you lost the title um, a couple of games to go? You know, he bottled it. So how would he like if somebody said that to him? You know, it's like, I'm for encouragement. I don't I don't agree with, you know, he's never won a title as a player. You know, so is he bottling it as well? Is he just projecting his end? He won a few. But, no, but you know what? No, but he's never won things. a title with Liverpool. Uh, uh, yeah. But I, I mean, never it, listen, if we're going back know. to that, a slip, a slip in a game maybe cost him. I think Stephen Gerrard's actually talking about home games against Aberdeen, where it's difficult to play against. You, you draw a blank away to Kelly, away to Hearts. The, the performances for his side is is mounted up. Teams. It's not just a one-off. Ah, but see the three teams. Yeah. See if you look at all right, Kilmarnock on a wee run now. They they hadn't won a game in seven. 
Aberdeen horrendous and now Hearts are horrendous we've not actually lost points against decent teams we've actually yeah. lost points against three of the worst teams in the league now yeah. with form but I've got, I've got know, that, that's what's even worse I've got to say some, I, I listen to the Rangers manager and, and there's plenty of times he's come out and praised the team to the hilt now, are you telling me nowadays that football players can't come in for a wee bit of criticism, rise above that, go and respond to it? Rather than all this, well, if he'd said that about me, I wouldn't have played. I think that's absolute nonsense. Um, so I just think the now that Rangers are a team that from the beginning of the season to the end of the season can't have that consistency. They don't know. They've not got enough players in there to know how to keep that going, Gordon. You look at Celtic, they're full of them, fully winners. Look at Rangers just now. And yeah, the manager, I like the fact the manager came out and says last night, hey, I pick the tactics, I pick the team, I take a lot of responsibility. He does, he does do. Because at the end of the day, box he, stops he, clearly, he clearly has been very direct in some of his criticism of the players. Well, this has been going on for a while. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. But it's not the first time we've had this discussion. Archie mentions them. They've become sort of famous phrases, if you like, boring, but you know, bottle crashing, all, all the rest of it. Rightly or wrongly, where where does the responsibility lie? Because you're saying that you feel players should be able to handle it. Yeah. But but what if they can't? You you've got no choice. It you can't. Be you a can't. Club like Rangers, then. Sorry, I'm 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 old fashioned that way, and 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 I'll always stick to my guns with this. If you can't handle the manager challenging you at a club like Rangers and Celtic, pack your boots and get out. You shouldn't be there because you're playing under pressure every second week in front of 50,000 people that demand success. What about that, Archie? He puts up a decent case. I don't case, know. Do you know what? I, I was thinking about I think I think there's a man in how you speak to people. I think, you know, somebody calling you a bottle, I just think that's disrespectful, you know. And, you know, I was thinking, I mean, I'm laughing about this, you know, but I was thinking, seeing Dubai. I was actually thinking something happened in Dubai that aliens actually came and abducted the real Rangers team and actually <laughs> put a different team down. Well, it, I mean, the, the, co- the contrast <laughs> is just is un- honestly the contrast is unbelievable. It's like coming back and just like a different team as if something actually happened and they fell out the manager. You've got, <laughs> unbelievable. You've, you've you've got, need some of Mike's magic juice. Yeah, you have film You have got to love Scottish football. Really? In December, going to Dubai, Steven Gerrard was the best thing since sliced bread. We're four, six weeks down the line and all of a sudden we're getting phone calls and he's getting every single thing that he said or he's, you know, his body movements. Or We had it the other week there saying, well, he's standing in the touchline and he's not showing the passion and stuff like that. This is a manager that, as much as you say, he could handle the pressure and he, and he certainly could handle the pressure as a football player. It's a different hand on pressure as a football manager. Archie, are you are you putting any responsibility on the players? How much do they need to take? I, of course, I, I mean I, I just can't. I, I think the boy, I get the boys in the corner first. I think it's just really, really difficult to. Of course, you need to take responsibility, but it's as if there's no leader in the part. As if you need Gerard on the part to actually lead them. That's what that's what it looks like. As if there's no real leader to actually. As if they're lost. like I don't know. As if it's like they've just started a new team. That's what it looks like. A new team. The first half of the season was completely different. But the second half is just like a different team. Like, I don't know, they're just, it's just of no heart. Of no, somebody said it, no belief. Yep, something's definitely gone wrong. Archie and Ibrooks, thank you very much. I know that was the first time you've given us a call, so please feel free. We'd love to speak to you anytime. Archie on the line, 01419511025. We're going to get some travel with Alison, and then we'll hear some more from last night's manager. Some very interesting comments coming up next. 
Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Road Accident Solicitors. The compensation you deserve when you've been sidelined. Talk to Thompson's.com. Gordon DL and Mark Wilson here looking back on a big, big night in the Scottish Premiership last night. How big? Well, we'll find out at the end of the season. You guys are giving your opinion at the moment. Is this the night that the title went back to Celtic and was taken out of range of reach? Or is there still too much football to be played to stick your neck on the line and go that far? Two meetings between the sides, Gordon. Mm. That would be the, the the obvious case, if you like, if, if you were trying to build one for Rangers. But what last night does is puts it out with their hands. They, they now need more than to win both of those games. And then, of course, at the moment, the, the form is a concern over and above that. Yeah, and, and Celtic have now got the luxury, Gordon. They could lose it too. Over yeah, that's games. what I'm saying, yeah. And, and still go and win the league. Um, but I just think that the form that they're in They've found this new formation And the biggest thing for Celtic is They've got goals all over the pitch As we had noticed last night Five against Hearts Now if someone says to you Celtic have scored five against Hearts You would think Edward and Griffiths must be amongst the goal scorers No Rangers are completely different They're struggling they're, they're going down to Kilmarnock They're losing and From a position of control for me Especially first half They've lost to Hearts They've only scored seven goals They've lost five And then you look at the other side And they've knocked in 22 against two I would need a miracle for a turnaround now Derek and Sandy Hills are, Is this miracle possible? Well, I phoned in last Christmas, God, to say they would have sacked him there and then, and I was called a deluded Rangers fan, Val like Ray, who coincidentally had all, almost ran over the other day when he was out jogging. <laughs> <laughs> Should that, I go him, Derek? That was a quick plot twist. <laughs> Alec Ray, who I incidentally almost ran over yeah. last week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, out with Alan McGregor, Kamara, and Barisek. Every single one of your signings are suspect. He's he like a dog's dinner. Last night, the two goals they lost is like schoolboy goals. That every team in the league seems to know how to play them, especially at Ibrooks. I was at the St Mirren game and the North County game, and you should not be struggling to beat rugby like that in the league. That should be finished by half time, these games. Do you know what I've got to, I've got producer Andy On the case here He's just handed me A nice little bit of paper Derek has been consistent If nothing else Derek did call in In March mm. To say He hadn't seen enough progress Under Stephen Gerrard mm. He then said something similar In September So you've had a long running thing Against Stephen Gerrard Derek Why is that? Well It's like watching The Matt Warburton team I'm fed up telling people this Take, take Morelos out of that team And if people man Matt Morelos Out of the game Show me where the goals are coming from. Yeah, is there anybody else in that Rangers team get double figures? His first mistake is the Rangers manager, the sailing Windass, who has scored how many goals from midfield and he has never been replaced. Ryan Kent is never a £7 million player. That Swedish player is a Hollander, £4 million, pound, not for me. All his signings are suspect, every single one of them, barring the three I've mentioned. Well, I've got to say, scattered gun is out. What do you think? Yeah, and that's what happens uh, when you start losing games. Is that fair though? Then let's go go, recruitment because the the, the only thing that is going to jar with this, and Derek may be exempt because he's been a long term (laughs) critic. (laughs) But six weeks ago, the signings were great. That's you know that was the that was the perception. Defoe and Davis is you know 
got to be seen as, as successes. I mean, mm. Defoe, every time he's been asked to fill in for Morelos, scores. Davis, he's getting on, but in the bigger games, I think he's performed. Other ones, yeah, Derek, you may have a point. The, the, the thing I get about Rangers, and this come back to maybe it was at Thomas' first call, they... Celtic know how to do it Celtic have got winners Who's experienced it If you look at that Rangers side just now Guys who have really experienced Winning and pressure Alan McGregor Stephen Davis Even uh, Jermaine Defoe's played at the highest level And he's won things throughout his career But In this city it's slightly different Where the pressure's Constantly on And I think that's where Rangers are struggling They've got good players But It's a different environment When the pressure is constantly on and Rangers have only got two guys who have been there and done it. Celtic have got a history of this group of players being able to get over the line. This is what happens when results don't go your way, Gordon. The scattered gun does come out. Different aspects get put under the spotlight, which is fine. I'm not saying that's wrong. So let's let's take recruitment because we'll have to tick them all off. We've had bottle, we've had mentality. You know, we're almost going round the houses. Have a large number has the number of signings which haven't worked out been too large because Derek mentions the ones that have worked that's before you even scratch the surface of your Brandon Barker Jordan Jones mm-hmm. you know Sid- g- g- the Sadiq of course Sadiq, guys, yeah. guys and, 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 and I know we're going back a bit is, this, is, it, yeah. is it too easy to do that with hindsight or is that a legitimate concern I, I think you, you get judged by your signings Gordon now I totally understand when Stephen Gerrard came in at first there was a big turnaround of players and it was needed and I was fed up over the last few months with Rangers supporters coming on and telling us how much Rangers have improved under Steven Gerrard. And my argument to that was, yeah, of course they've improved because they've signed over 30-odd players. So if you think of that recruitment over, I think it's roughly nearly 35, something like that, right? And I honestly, like Mar, I think Defoe was a good sign and Davis was a good sign. But I think there have been players there that have been an absolute waste. And I get back to it because I said a season and a half ago, Rangers wouldn't win a league title with the two centre-halves, Golston and Katic, right? I said that if you want to go back and have a look. Yeah, you did, to be We're fair. Now, I, I don't like right? reminding you. What happened was the Rangers manager went in and signed two centre-halves in the summer. And I thought, great, he's addressed the situation. We're now back to the same situation. It's the two centre-halves. And I'm not just having to blame at them. What about the way that they change? Is is that is that maybe a factor rather than just them individually? They're always changing. Even Edmondson no, was in at the weekend back out. I, I, I literally don't think they've got a top class centre half ranger. I don't think any of them are top class. Yes, but does the lack of uh, consistency uh, yeah, and selection with a, partner, with a partnership play a part? I uh, think that shows that the lack of confidence Stephen Gerrard has got in the partnership. Goldson always plays, no matter what Goldson always plays, but it's quite evident that he does not know who the best partnership is. I mean, so do, some games Hollander can't get injured. Hollander, okay, was looking decent and scored a few goals, but even at that, Katic was still coming in. You know, now Edmondson's coming in. It's clear that he doesn't know who the best guy is to partner Golson at the back. I was going to bring Derek back, but he's disappeared. Hopefully, he's, he's not aware. He's, he's, he's aware looking for Alex Ray. I'll get him. I hope it wasn't deliberate. Um, but anyway, thank you, Derek. In Sandy Hills, John is just along the road as well. He is in the East Indies in Parkhead. Hi, John. Hi, John. How you doing, mate? Not too bad, John. Now you're a Celtic fan. I think that's the first one we've had on tonight. Uh, 
You'll be the you'll be the flip side. You'll be, I'm sure, full of belief that, that that's it. That's the title done in your favour. Well, I'm no I'm no that arrogant, Gordon. But it's going to be difficult in it for Rangers now. I remember remember came on a couple of weeks ago and I said that uh, Rangers only get the squad and I says in, in May they're when the prizes are held out. That'll tell. I don't know if you can remember yeah, me yeah. saying that. Well, that was before they drew with Aberdeen, I think. You know, so um, my point is, Rangers have got two problems: Neil Lennon and Stephen Gerrard's arrogance. Now, Neil Lennon's form as a Celtic manager has been absolutely outstanding. You can't argue with that, right? Plus, you're talking about Celtic players being winners and having experience. Neil Lennon's go to all. Yeah, there were still Celtic fans on the phone and saying, no, he's no the marquee manager we want. So I'd like to hope now a lot of Celtic fans will come on this phone in and start praising that wee guy because he's done nothing but great for Celtic if he's came back. Mm. Took care of a manager who won the double treble as well. Well, the only thing I'll disagree with, John, where, where are you getting Stephen Gerrard's arrogance? I don't see an arrogance well, with Stephen Gerrard. Well, I'll tell you, right. I watched an interview last night and yeah. he says that, no, do you remember? He's inexperienced as well. He says that he didn't need to make any more signings because he thought he had the players there already. He did a job mm-hmm. against a team who's won the league eight times in a row. There's no way. No, everybody's saying it. He's got. He's not got the squad. He should. If he had a chance to bring players in, he should have brought them in, Gordon. He see, should. He shouldn't be saying that on the telly. See, be fair, John, and I, I get why you're saying that. And of course, now it, it kind of looks like you're right because well, we've got a ten point gap all of a sudden. But but if you're a manager. And you've you've got belief in your team, and you get your team to the position that they did on the 29th of December. You can kind of see why they would be confident enough to keep going, would you not? No, no, really, Gordon. Because see, if you've got a team like that and you really do believe that, we're something strengthening it anyway. Yeah, but, yeah, strengthening well. But, you're but on, John, you're on got, top. I get that. They've got, but they've got a big squad now. Let's say, right, Stephen Gerrard sitting there in a great position in December after 29th. He's got a game in hand Which would have put him to the top of the league If he'd won the game in hand Right, whenever And the results kept going So you look at Celtic Celtic didn't strengthen their squad What what Celtic achieved was They went out and got two players That aren't even quoted Clamalla played uh, against Clyde Wasn't even on the bench last night Zorro's not been a, a, about So They've went with the same squad. The difference with them is... Did you just, did you just call him Zorro? <laughs> did I say Zorro? Because I'll be the mask. A mask on <laughs> and a horse. <laughs> no wonder they're winning. But you look at Celtic, what, they, what they've managed to do, Gordon, is they've changed the way they go about their business. They've changed their system. Griffiths has come back in, starting to look sharp. Him and Edward partnership. And the biggest player for me at Celtic Park just now and I can't believe I'm saying this because I never thought Ryan Christie would be put out of the team. And Cham has been sensational since the turn of the year. Yep. In many ways, it's the perfect combination, obviously, for Celtic. And it's it's the worst combination for Rangers, Mark, because the focus, if you're a Rangers fan, you're only really focusing on your team. Where's it going wrong? Is it the manager, the bottle, the players, the recruitment? But this is all happening while Celtic are absolutely rampant. Yeah. Yeah, and, and that's, that, yeah, that's that's what highlights it even more. You know, Celtic are going away to places, and like I said at the start of the show, sweeping sides away. You know, with ease. You know, and their strikers are scoring; they're playing fantastically well. So nothing can be taken away from Celtic, mm. albeit Rangers are, are 
that are stuttering, you know, at home and away. But Celtic have been scintillating since they've came back. And John Wright, Neil Lennon has to take a lot of the praise because as soon as any negative result came Celtic's way, people were on his back shouting, he's not the right man for this nine in a row or ten in a row. He's came in, back for Dubai, changed the full system, and it works. And that's down to the manager. They were magnificent tonight and... Uh... Just their desire and hunger to play and score goals, run. You know, everything you want from a manager, from a team. I got tonight, you know, it was an emphatic victory and, you know, an outstanding second half performance. I may give them a bit of confidence, but that's about it, really. We got a tricky game on Sunday, you know, a tough game on Sunday at Pelodri. They had a great win last night, so we're taking absolutely nothing for granted. We kept, kept calm and. You know, we're just doing what we do best. Or trying to do what we do best. Doing our work conscientiously and uh, behind the scenes, I've got a great you know support network there, and the players are, you know, you can see the fitness levels are very good at the minute. And obviously, we're getting some players back up to full fitness. You know, so the squad's looking, you know, stronger as well. John, how much of it is down to that? Experience of of winning things that and the belief that comes with it because you can't really. Manufacture that You can only get it one way And it's it's by earning it How much are we seeing that From Celtic do you think How much is that a factor In the difference Between the two sides That's a huge factor in it No, Not only is Neil Lennon Gore He's done it here And I, that's the important bit I mean Gerard might have done it Down in England With regard to the Champions League and all that, But Neil Lennon's actually been here He's seen it done it He's wrote, he's wrote the book And wore the t-shirt I think that's a big 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 difference No But um, I think And I think that's what's going to Definitely see through To the nine in a row And hopefully Get ourselves ready for next year, but you've got to hand it to Neil Lennon. He's done a great job. No, but see, you going back to quickly to Gordon. See, when you look at Celtic, Celtic didn't really need to uh, sign a lot of players. We had a big squad already. It was, but when you're looking at Rangers, Rangers have got two strikers. Gordon, that's not good enough. You need more than that. Well, that was the one position I did see. I mean, Camberry oh, was signed. Yeah, but, but I said, I said for the beginning fit. of January, if I was signing one player for Rangers, it would have been a centre forward. I was told that Greg Stewart could play there, Defoe, Morelos, so they had the three. Uh, mm. I totally agree with that, John, but Rangers do and still have a big squad. John and Parkhead, thank you very much. We're going to get some travel with Alison and then we're going to hear from Andy in Alexandria. Most of the Rangers fans have been a bit downbeat after last night. Andy doesn't believe the title is over just yet. We're going to hear from him next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, the league leader for compensation. Talk to Thompson's.com. Thursday night duo of Gordon DL and Mark Wilson. <laughs> Twitter is really enjoying your um, new signing for oh, Celtic. Brilliant. The mask yeah. off. The mask man. <laughs> Take <Sorrow>. it off. <laughs> Take it off. <laughs> it's sorrow. Okay. Sorrow. I know. Sorrow. I, I just no get sorrow. A, I got a big sight. No mask. No horse. No, no sorrow. I, I, I watched the mask. Take care of oh, The last singer Don't even <laughs> yeah. start me ah, That's the worst show. Oh brilliant <laughs> That's what you honestly see on Saturday He was oh. in the studio Wouldn't shut up about it Couldn't wait to go home and watch it To see <laughs> You're watching a big duck come out Take it off oh. <laughs> Awful Anyway that's back sorrow. to the football Because in case you hadn't noticed There's quite a lot to discuss Stephen McGinley's on Twitter He said I said at the start of the season Lennon was the man for the job I just hope everyone that doubted him Are eating their words With egg on their face Says Stephen And Andy Cameron It's all about the personnel for him He says I can't believe Ojo Is still even near the squad And the best partner for Goldson Is the bench 
Says Andy on Twitter At Clyde SSB it Wasn't the Ojo's fault last night Surely Was it? <laughs> we, can, <laughs> we, can, we can absolve him from some blame Surely Andy is a Rangers fan from Alexandria Go on Andy Give us the positive side of things You don't believe the title's over yet Initially after the, right after the game um, Last night I tweeted saying That's it Title's finished the way. But then think about it I'm thinking That Rangers can't really get any worse I don't really think so Um there's still two games, old oh, fun games to go. We've got the game in hand, um, and the points difference could potentially be down to one point after the games. Um, and and the interview with Gerard last night, he came out and said there's a lot of thinking to be done, and he's, there's a few people that has to take a good long hard look at themselves. So I've, I've got a funny feeling that the team might, there might be a few of the players that you're saying have been undroppable in the past. I think they might get dropped mm. um, because he's obviously like Golden for one. He, he has to be. On the bench, he has to. Gerard's has been loyal to him, and he's let the team down a number of times. You know, um, Tavernier is no really fit. I mean, it doesn't. It didn't look really fit. Um, I know he's just back for an operation and that, but Tavernier doesn't. He's he's like he's selling up and doing that wing. Um, I just and I've seen on Twitter about Gerard being sacked. Oh, you get rid of Gerard and start a game. No, for me, no. We can't do that um, because if we don't win the title this year. To bring somebody in new at the end of the season and uh, start again, it would just be suicidal, basically. Um, just like you get a panel after that. Well, the thing is, Andy, what, what about the likelihood? Because, of course, of course, you're right. If Celtic, if Rangers win both those old firm games and they win their game in hand and they don't drop any other points along the way, they're then one point behind. <laughs> of course, that's all possible, but you must admit that's, that's at the moment that's looking extremely unlikely, is it not? Well, at the moment, I—I I mean, I can—I—I I mean, I, I've seen that result. I mean, at the beginning of the season, we only just scraped a win at Kilmarnock, so I've seen that result potentially coming the way the Rangers had been playing. Um, and as I say, it's been loyalty to many people. Savanier was not fit. Morelos, for some reason, is just running after boil. I don't know. Um, the referee, the referee didn't help last night. But I hate blaming referees for results in matches, but. The referee was shocking last night. He really was. The first goal she understood when Morella's goal she understood. And that's no even my blue-tinted spe- uh, specs on that. That's, I mean, everybody, um, that's in the BT Sport, the video ref or something, came up and said goal. And she may have been a goal the first time. So it's not just me saying that, you know. I've got another wee point to come on. Uh, hold on, just, I will, I'll let you back in with that. But you, you've made some interesting ones. So let's see what the guys think. Andy, first of all, doesn't think it's over. Thinks there's plenty of scope there for Rangers to get back in. Like... Chatting about the the remaining old firm games and if Celtic did that, I think Rangers need to concentrate in the game they've got coming up. I mean, the way they're playing is, you know, is alarming just now. Livingston, you know, are, are resolute in getting results, and you know they need to concentrate in the here and now and try to get some sort of winning momentum on the go again. And that's what's been missing. I think it was a tail end of last year we were chatting about Rangers. Where they really fell down was that they couldn't put a, a, together a run of five and six games winning on the bounce. And they seem to get that right in the first half of the season. Well, they've started it this half of the season and it's went to pot. And they need to quickly establish what they had in, in the opening weeks of the season, where they can go a run. But Livingston isn't going to be easy. The way they're playing, it's going to be a tough one. The other point Andy made, Gordon, was that... Not he's not absolving the manager from criticism, but he's saying well, what's the point in calling for the manager's head? You lose him, you bring someone else in, you start all over again. Is that fair? Is it time for a bit of calm heads where that's 
That's um, all the talk is concerned. Well, they've handed them a new contract, Gordon. Uh, it would take a few quid to pay him off as well. I think that he's got to win silverware. I've said that from day one, especially with um, the, the backing. And he came out last night in his interview and he said, yeah, I've had all the backing in the world from the board and you, you've got to take that. I think he's got to win something. Um, you then look at the end of the season and if Celtic do go and win the league, which I think they will, would the Rangers fans now trust them to try and stop 10 in a row? That's a question. Uh, it's not for me to answer. It's for the board and the Rangers supporters. But I'm with Martin now. See, on Saturday, I'm going to the game. See, 20 minutes if Rangers haven't scored. Then you'll see if the, the players on the pitch have got any ball. Andy? Aye, I'm, I'm the same. I think, come on, like, uh, Livingston will make it difficult. I mean, they will... The thing about Livingston is they, they don't really they, they do defend, but they do kind of come out at you as well. But suit changes a bit, you know. But um, it's just the same point we want. It's just a, been a bit trivial here. I know people got to celebrate and things like that, but Gerard was getting interviewed, a live interview on Sky Sports last night, and you could clearly hear the uh, commotion in the background with the commander players shouting. And it just lacked professionalism. Uh, it was really you could see Gerard he was he was angry at it. If Kilmarnock players must have known he was getting interviewed because it's quite a small tunnel that apparently doing that way. So at Kilmarnock, and it was just a lack of professionalism behind um, from the Kilmarnock players and staff, um, the shouting and bawling and things like that. I just didn't, I didn't like it at all. It's not to do with Rangers. Any manager been up there and been uh, disrespected like that, I think uh, it's just it doesn't. It didn't look good for Scotland. Andy, I, I think that's nonsense. I think that's nonsense. How how, how are the Kamarnik how are the Kamarnik players to know Stephen Gerrard's getting interviewed in the tunnel? And are they know are they knowing perfectly in their rights to be watching the game within their dressing room? It's a huge result for them. They turned round what looked like a defeat and they've won against Rangers who were classed as title contenders. They are celebrating, they've no idea what's going on outside that dressing room. So how? Uh, right, so why are they not allowed to do that? But what about what about Rangers uh, then when they're 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 celebrating at Celtic Park well, and going over exuberant? Is that unprofessional? Well, I'm, I'm just about to bring that up as well. Mm. Gerard get absolutely uh, slaughtered for these celebrations at Celtic Park. I mean, well, he was in his right. He was in his right to celebrate at Celtic Park, mm-hmm. as was the Kilmarnock players last night in we, their dressing room. Yeah, remember, in their dressing room. But who, sla- who slaughtered them, Andy? Maybe, maybe some some Celtic fans. Maybe the, the, the one or two observers. For instance, I don't remember anyone on this show slaughtering them. So it's all right to, to, to say that. But there was people phoning up um, on this show. It wasn't this show the night. There was people phoning up and saying that like, Gerard celebrating was blowing it up and blah 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 and. And, and I'm not aware anybody who wants to anything about it. I don't know if anybody's seen it last night. But it's like, well, we, we, we've seen it. We have seen it. Gordon and I actually spoke about it. I mean, Gordon, without this is sort of Scottish football in a nutshell. You end up analysing video clips of interviews and listening at the background. The only thing that you could maybe say in defence of the Kilmarnock players, well, Mark's saying you know they're well within the rights. I think Stephen mm-hmm. Gerrard's interview is about. Please correct me if I'm wrong. It's a, is it two and a half minutes in before the, the, the Kilmarnock players start cheering? Do you think they really know what's going on? Is it a deliberate attempt to annoy uh, Stephen Gerrard? It seems unlikely. Uh, no, I'm going the other way. I think they do know. I think you've got a TV in that dressing room, and obviously see the manager, and I think noises. Can no, they're come watching. Out. It sounds like they're watching replays of the goals. Oh, goals! Yeah, well, and celebrating them as they go in. Well, that could be nothing, wrong. That's just what it sounded there's, like. There's to me. nothing up with that, Gordon. We're clutching at straws here. We really are. We should be more concentrating, for Rangers especially, 
What is going wrong on the field? Not if Steven Gerrard standing having a two and a half minute uh, interview and you can hear noise coming from the background. I think Matt, what was more concerning is they were listening to the Spice Girls before, <laughs> yeah, before well, yeah, the celebration well, I used to started. Have Sydney Divine at air. When I was in the dressing room yeah, And nobody how did, how, complained How did that work out With oh, Hamden that day Oh bro <laughs> Seven tiny balls We better be sitting The divine plane that day <laughs> I think he was Beat the pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news And opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk Slash football Your behaviour on Beat the pundit Has been unprofessional In right. the last two weeks Both of you Thursday night Beat the pundit You've been very unfair To the contestants Very disrespectful To use Andy's words So if you could please Rein it in tonight That would be better He lost on Tuesday Did you hear it? I heard it It was brilliant No it wasn't brilliant The guy was great No no He had four guys Googling for him (laughs) Very impressive Your chance To rub salt In Gordon's wounds Or beat Mark Wilson On Beat the Pundit Right now 0141 951 1025 The sign ball Is up for grabs The bragging rights Are up for grabs They could be yours If you call before 7 Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors The form team For compensation For more than 40 years Talk to Thompson's.com Mark Wilson And Gordon DL here Looking back On all the big Talking points From a busy night In the Premiership Last night We've been hearing from the likes of, of Neil Lennon and Stephen Gerrard And once we're finished Beat the Pundit We're going to hear from Stephen Gerrard On those refereeing decisions last night Loads of people uh, debating them Discussing them, talking about them Gordon DL has had his say already We'll get him to elaborate And we'll hear from Stephen Gerrard On those refereeing decisions after we do this Beat the Pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk Slash football Beat the Pundit time Alex Moore is a Rangers fan from Greenock How are you tonight Alex? Uh, I'm good Now Alex The last two Thursdays The Mm. contestant has come on here Got a zero And these two have celebrated like there's no tomorrow So please just do me a favour and get at least one Can you promise me that? I'll try my best Try my best Good Do you know what I noticed as well When the, the phones were like Really popular Beat the Pundit tonight But when the phones were lighting up I recognised the names Some of the people Who got zero in the past Have been back on try, Trying to get <laughs> back get on another zero And tried to <laughs> Ah to that horse is bolted Gordon, Unlucky Chris Gordon loss on Tuesday 6-5 so Great game see if you can put it right Heads it is Mark Tails It's Gordon And it's heads It's Mark To me on again Against aye, Alex aye, aye. Come on Alex. All the best Alex Come on mate you can do it Don't Alex is it. hung up already <laughs> Don't He's, still there. He's still there Right I'm going to give Mark some Clyde 2 to listen to And that way he can't cheat Because he definitely would if he could Alex You've got 30 seconds You're going up against Mark You can pass Okay Alright Good man Your time starts now Which Australian team has Kenny Miller joined as technical director? Uh, Newcastle Jets Who is the longest serving manager in the Scottish Premiership? Um. How many points are Rangers behind Celtic in the league? Ten What nationalities Hamilton Aki's Alex Gogic? Uh, Austin What was David Templeton's first top flight club? Hearts Who was the St Mirren manager immediately before Oren Kearney? Um, Jack Ross uh, Okay let's bring Mark back Mark can you hear us? <laughs> Are you laughing at? He's giving us a signal He got six I've got half a dozen Aye good Ready well same done. set of questions Aye. to you Okay Yep Which Australian team Has Kenny Miller joined As technical Newcastle director Newcastle Jets Who is the longest serving manager In the Scottish Premiership 
Tommy Wright How many points are Rangers behind Celtic in the league? Ten What nationality is Hamilton Aki's Alex Gogic? Romanian What was David Templeton's first top flight club? Hamlin Who was St Mirren manager oh, immediately oh, before oh, no. Oren Kearney? Gary <laughs> uh, Teal Who was Ronnie Dyla's assistant manager at Celtic? John Kennedy no, no, I was, no, I've had a crisp with my show. Come on, Alex. Who is his assistant? John Collins. John oh. Collins. What was? What about Derek McInnes? Anyway, don't give it away, right? What was the Australian team that Kenny Miller's joined as technical director? It is Newcastle Jets. Alex got it. So did oh, you. Yes. One all. Who's the longest-serving manager in the Premiership? You both went for Tommy Wright. Oh, Who's second? Joking. It's Derek McInnes. Six years <sighs> and 316 days apparently So he's the longest serving Still one all This is a classic I'm not that confident How many points are Rangers behind Celtic in the league? It is ten You both got it So it's two all um, What nationalities? Hamilton Aki's Alex Gogic Cypriot okay, so Alex not, didn't get that No yeah. he didn't get it It's two all Um who? What was David Templeton's first top flight club? It was Hearts Tell me Alex got it he did Did he? Get the he ball ready <laughs> Who was this in Mirren manager Immediately before Oren Kearney None of you got it Stubbs? It was Sam, uh, Alan Stubbs Sam's boy uh, And who was Ronnie Dyla's assistant at Celtic It was John <sighs> Collins Not Kennedy Alex didn't even get that far And still <laughs> beat you <laughs> <laughs> Oh no Alex, Well done Alex Brilliant Well done Alex Thanks very much Good man The sign ball ah. Is on its way to Sunny How Dinoch. bad were you there? That was awful Seriously aye, You were shocking But you know what? My I'm embarrassed aye, To actually aye, be standing aye. next to you But See the calls We've been getting the tweets Saying Stephen Gerrard Or Rangers They shouldn't have been Celebrating so much At Celtic Park It comes back to bite you That's as you too As tonight That's yes, you as Last tonight. week Gloating because you won And the contestant <laughs> got zero now I, you would, just I would dare Stephen Gerrard And blame the players if I could You've but embarrassed it's, it's your family yeah. You've embarrassed everyone <laughs> And Alex has beaten you by 3-2 to two. Listen, I'll you've come back stronger next week You've even embarrassed Chris Because he's thinking How did he beat me? <laughs> and I can tell you A momentous week this This he's, is the f- Tell me he's bottom This is the first time That the listeners have won the week In oh, really? I don't know how long How many, many Producer Andy How many listener victories Have we had this week? No, this week, how many have we had? Over three this week, so that's it. Three this week, yeah. It's done. First time the listeners have won the week in... Oh, you've let us down. As long as I can remember. But you could be in Tuesday as well. Oh, but Mings was a good game. Uh, listen, a defeat's still a defeat. Two you got. Derek McInnes, come on. A temple in hearts. Tommy right? Alex said Tommy. I hearts one eye. That's, uh, that was a poor uh, one. Ronnie Dyla. Um, Seriously? Mm, uh, it shows how unforgettable that... Or forgettable Should I say Period was Anyway You're, you're just encouraging The likes of Chris And all that To come back <laughs> on this week <laughs> That's what I was doing You need to give him a chance Oh goodness What a bad night Anyway 01419511025 That's the number Jim is a Celtic fan From East Kilbride Hi Jim Hi uh, Just pulling up To uh, make a wee point That I've noticed uh, The past couple of months I think the problem with Rangers really is, I mean, I don't just watch Celtic games, I watch all football really, you know what I mean? Uh, and I think it's their mental attitude really, they have got a poor mental attitude. When they score, they don't have any smiles in their faces, it's all like skills. Their players seem to, you no, know, the skill, they basically just don't play football with a smile on their face. 
And I think when they get into difficulty, that's one of the things that really holds them back. I don't know. I mean, Jim's, Jim, Jim's Jim, looked at the body language yeah. more than me, but maybe is he right? I don't know. See if they played with a smile on their face. Do you think they could win the league? Uh, well, I think uh, they'd be better players for it. To be honest with you, uh, I don't. I mean, the way you I, should see Mark Wilson's smile just now, Jim. Morales smile. Mm. Mark, I mean, I've. <laughs> I did say the scattergun was out We've had managers blamed Players blamed Mentality The workload in Dubai The lack of smiles mm. Is a new one That's not to say yeah. Jim's wrong I don't know what you're laughing at I want you to I'm treat off, it I'm laughing at I'm laughing at <laughs> You two are unbelievable uh, like Children please answer Jim's point I'm trying You just smiled to beat the pundit I think you'd have got a victory Let me say Jim, I don't think they're taking this seriously. No, no, they are. No, I don't think they are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you've caught on, Jim. Come on, Jim. Listen, it smiles in her face. No, I don't agree with that. I, I mean, they are their job. They're not there to to run about. Well, no, but I tell you what, they, they enjoyed winning at Celtic Park. I seen plenty of smiles in her faces then. So. Yeah, and uh, if you've seen it at that time as well, uh, Mr Morales was sent off for no smiling, basically. (laughs) (laughs) What was the red card for? Violent conduct? No, it was for a lack of smile. (laughs) You don't grin one more time and you're off that path. (laughs) To be fair, Jim... Maybe it's a bit of a chicken and egg thing Does the smile not have to come after you've played well You can't mm. go about smiling when you're Losing to Kilmarnock ah, But eh, You know it's, it's more than that You know I mean it's not just running about the park With a smile on your face I mean this could go right into the training And mm. you know, all sorts You know If players are running about and they're not enjoying themselves Doing what they're doing you know what I mean? It's a, I, mean I, I do get that. There is, there is a serious yeah. point there, but ultimately, you, you, yeah. need to, you need to do something I to earn it, your enjoyment. You How know, would Rangers players enjoy that last night? But I think, Jim, Jim, are you meaning Morelos? Morelos is fairly stern faced when he scores. Everybody knows that, but it doesn't mean he's not happy. You know, he's he, he's got to be happy scoring goals. I, I don't. I know what you're saying. You've got to be happy in your performance. I, I get what Gordon's saying as well. Uh, happiness comes obviously with good performances and victories, but I mean, I don't think if they ran a bit, you know, laughing and joking, it would it would make any difference. Um, obviously, you need to play well to enjoy it. And like I say, results against uh, Celtic Park and other big games have won. I've I've seen them fairly mm. enjoying occasions like that. There's not. I think Jim's right. It's all about smiling in this world. And I enjoyed it when Mark beat beat the pundit. Yeah, I was, I was smiling. I was smiling, and, and, and I felt good about myself. So no, I think Jim's got a wee point there. And if you had done a wee clap of hands, then you'd be. I think you've got <laughs> Jim something like Coco the Clown and Isco Bride. You've caught them in really bad form They're just not taking life seriously And I will have a word with them at the next break Thank you to Jim <laughs> and Isco Bride um, Lots of frustration I think Andy, the previous Rangers fan Or one of them, raised the point I'm frustrated that there was a handball In the lead up to Kilmarnock's equaliser Amongst other refereeing decisions That they felt really went against them last night uh, The manager though, not really willing to, to bother with that at this stage I'm more disappointed that we haven't cleared our box Because it was three up against one And um, the last time I checked, Mackenzie was five for five and um, in good shape. So I assume he's probably what sixty-eight kilos. I expect three me defenders at least want them to go and head that clear. Um, I think it'd be me sitting here clutching at straws, asking for an umbrella.
He said it on television He repeated it to our, In our interview as well there That calls for a handball On Rory McKenzie Are clutching at straws uh, I totally understand What he means about Defending his box And they should Defend it a lot better And he's quite right To have a go at his defenders But the rules of the game Are quite simple Gorn If you've got your hand up there It hits your hand Then It's a free kick It's not a goal it should have been disallowed And I don't care whether a Rangers manager Or any other team You know, manager comes out and says Well, we should uh, I'm, It's irrelevant about the handball It's not a goal It's as simple as that You can separate it in two different ways, Mark In, in one respect This might be the smart play from Steven Gerrard Because really, and I know fans get, get really uptight And fans will always feel that refs have got it in For their team and their team mm-hmm. only But if you're Steven Gerrard you cannot get distracted by that stuff You need to focus on what you can control yes. However, as Gordon says Under any interpretation of, of the handball rule it, The goal really shouldn't have stood yeah, I don't yeah. think that's a secret Because yeah. if a ball hits your mm-hmm. hand Even if it's accidental Even if your arm isn't outstretched If ball hits your hand And it leads to a goal The goal shouldn't stand Yeah, I don't think there's any question about it You know, TV pictures Pretty conclusive Hits the hand What Steven Gerrard is doing is you know, he's not shirking any responsibility uh, from his team because is that, is that the right thing to do at this time? Then um, does it become a point well, when you? I think if he comes out after that performance, and remember, a lot went wrong in that forty-five minutes. Yes, we we all agree that that was a handball. I think Stephen Gerrard is highlighting the full performance. I don't think he wants any excuses for his team, and he's fronting up to that case that after the handball, there was plenty of time to defend the box. Much better than they did um, Is it the right thing to do? I don't know Maybe some You know Some Rangers fans Would have had a go at him If he came out and says Oh well it was unfair The referee didn't give us that decision And he opens himself up for criticism that way I think he's been brutally honest With his team Even if it was a goal uh, And the goal stood They still had enough time mm, To m- correct it m- And well, they didn't do enough Let me put it to Scott And East Bride. Scott are you one that you know, is really wanting to focus on the refereeing mistakes. Did they cost Rangers last night, or are you about the, the bigger picture and what Rangers can do? Well, I don't think the refereeing decisions helped to be honest, but you could see that. You could see Kelly coming back into a game as soon as the second half started. It was all Kelly. Again, it came down to man management. Rangers just can't see out of these games at all. Uh, so it's mainly our fault. The refs didn't help, don't get me wrong. But um, I'm more worried about the fact that see as soon as either Tav or Barisic is missing for either flank, we we struggle. Now teams, we are, I don't know if it's one of you guys or one of the callers uh, says that we've need Plan B. Now teams are like your Kelly, your Aberdeen, the Hame, they they know how to play against us. Flood the flanks and just forces inside. Now we've got three central midfielders that are doing the same job, mainly Arfield, Davis, Kamara, Jack. They're all more or less the same kind of players. Force them in field and they'll look to go out the game. There's no space. We've not got that midfielder who can play through in the middle, create things. They're all, their areas of strength is wide and teams just double up either side and they're quick to shift over. Like Celtic, they've got the guys through the middle who can do damage. I'd like to see even Hadji, bring Hadji through in the middle, even bring Jones on wide to keep the width, but at least that way you've got somebody in Hadji who can come in more central Get in the ball turn Play one twos Interlink with Morelos A bit more Because Again like one of you guys says We're just becoming A bit too predictable And no plan B I think when you Listen to For instance Alec Dyer last night Command uh, manager 
And his interview he says It was quite simple for them The half time they had a chat about Standing off Rangers Admiring them Giving them too much respect The minute I think you get into Rangers faces Put a little bit of pressure on them I think Rangers players A lot of them crumble I really do And when that first goal went in Now I'll go back to the point Stephen Gerrard doesn't need to defend himself Or come in for criticism It's rules, it's facts It wasn't. It should never have been a goal but the minute that goal goes in, you then look at the Rangers team and you're thinking, they could end up losing this here. Because, you know, over the full length of the pitch, every single player for me sort of went into a sort of hiding mo- mode. Had you, I think, these last two games, I looked at him at Hamilton, I thought, first half started really well. Even at the other night there, I think the boys are very intelligent football player. First half again... And then when Kilmarnock come out and go and put a bit of pressing on the Rangers, Rangers just don't, at this moment in time, don't have the players that play that fast football to get through them. And you look at other guys, you're talking there uh, about the midfield. I think you've got to start looking at guys like Kent as well. What is he creating for Rangers just now? They've brought him up here. He looks a completely different player from the player who was up and loan. He's not producing the goods whatsoever. Uh, so I don't know I just think the Rangers have got a lot of work to do But um, they've, To me they've handed the, the league to Celtic on a play Or Celtic have come back from Dubai And just basically taken the league What do you make of Scott's points Mark In terms of tactically Or, or the way Rangers are approaching things Yeah I don't think it's a, a bad point Scott makes You know if you look at Rangers And the success they've had over the course of the first half of the season He's right Tavernier, Barisic Barisic probably the standout player the amount of times they work the ball into the wide areas and use their wingers and overlap for the full backs the deliveries into the box have been spot on and Morelos has scored a lot of goals Defoe scored a lot of goals off it they don't really play through the middle and he's right if teams like Kilmarnock or, or whoever or Hearts shut off that supply to the wide areas then Rangers aren't quite as, as fluid going through the middle you know, you, you chat about Morelos and Edward, how they're different. Morelos' link-up play, I don't think, suits that going through in the middle like Edward's does. It, it, and, it, and it becomes a bit of a struggle. Teams then snuff out Rangers, you know, main strengths. And you and wonder, sorry, just, like be, just saying, because we're a bit pushed for time, on that note, Scott raised the point. Stephen Gerrard made a big deal about trying to have two players for every position, and he does. But... Are the is the depth really there? You know, if Tavernier or Barisic, as, as Scott mentions, because they've both been missing recently, the 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 deputies they have are are fine at what they do, but they're very different players. Left back certainly a problem. Always, uh, always but been a so, problem. So was right back when when Tavernier was out a couple no, of weeks Paul, ago. Uh, Poster come in, he, he did okay. The young, the other young kid come in and did okay. So I, I don't think it's as big a problem. Certainly left back. You take Barisic and that left foot. Out of that Rangers side And you, you stop a major weapon That's that's gave them so much success Over the season And he's, he's pointing about Bringing Hadji back into the midfield In that kind of number 10 role Rather than playing like a narrow winger I don't think that's a bad point You can see the boy's a creative force Is comfortable receiving the ball In other positions And it's a position Rangers have never Never really had over the last couple of years I know they play 4-3-3 it's very different But would it be a different threat If they've got somebody playing actually off Morelos What about the, the, how, how, how hampered are they by The absence of one of those fullbacks? I've, I've got to say If you're looking at that Gordon And you're saying that They are hampered quite 
you know, heavily with the fact that you've lost one of your fullbacks. You get bigger problems than I thought you had. Uh, yeah, they're good players. It wasn't that long ago that Rangers fans were on here wanting Tavernier to to the captain saying out the team. Not everyone, though. No, no, no. I said that was on the back Rangers of some mistake. Right? It wasn't that long ago that Barisic, everybody thought he didn't have a, a, a future. I think he's a very, very good fullback. I think Tavernier going forward is a very, very good fullback. But if you're putting your full case on Rangers forum that you're losing your right back or your left back, Rangers mm. have got a massive problem. Yeah, but no one's putting the full case on it, but you're trying to say that the 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 attack the same way when those guys are missing because anybody who watches the games will tell you they don't. They can't attack the same when well, one of those I, is, I is think, missing. I think, yeah, but it, the <laughs> amount of assists alone that have you have you singled Barisic and Tavernier out, and the amount of assists they've got this season is testament uh, of that. You know, when they're out the team, Rangers struggle. Uh, to score and create chances Scott and East Kilbride Thank you very much We are going to have to leave it there Because it's time for these two Good luck to strap on their thinking caps We've got a full time teaser Coming up next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Getting you full compensation Is their goal Talk to Thompson's.com It's time for Gordon Dale And Mark Wilson To tackle tonight's Full time teaser That's when you send in the questions So you come up with the questions Maybe Six to twelve answers Something like that And we try and Get them out of the guys Between now and the end of the show It's not always easy This one has been sent in By Grant Smith Thank you to Grant For sending in He says Before Eamon Brophy last night Mm -hmm. Seven players have scored A winner Against Celtic or Rangers In a league match Since Steven Gerrard arrived (coughs) Can you name them? So before Eamon Brophy last night Seven players have scored A winner against Celtic or Rangers In a league match since Stephen Gerrard arrived Just some th- a couple of things to clear up Clubs out with each other Okay I Celtic Rangers Yeah Boys, slim mm-hmm. boys And When we say winner I mean like an actual winning goal Yeah So if they lost 2-0 On a certain day That, that won't count Because yeah, there's, yeah, there's yeah. no winning goal there Slim boys When was that? Hearts 2-1 A couple of weeks ago? Yeah Yeah, well done Good shout Yeah, yeah So before Eamon Brophy last night Seven players have scored a winning goal a winning goal Against Celtic or Rangers In a league match Since Steven Gerrard arrived So it's The beginning of last season really So about a season and a half um, It's not including each other So don't give me Ryan Christie or Whoever Dyke, Dyke's at Livingston Benny It was 2-0 wasn't it? Aye, it was 2-0 Against Celtic? Yeah 2-0 Aye. Not a winning goal You know what I mean? A winner Yeah yeah Shinny? No 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 What was it? 1-0 Aberdeen game No but I'm getting close Well it's an, there's an Aberdeen, Aberdeen player there Again you want. Are you just going to name The full Aberdeen yeah. squad now I should have told you that No 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 Jugger Rugby <laughs> Alec McLeish <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Can you have Did Brophy score against Celtic? Aye No uh, But oh. it was an Arb oh, Stephen Adon oh, 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 Grace Stewart We come on up I'll give you Brophy He did it again Again, He's done it against Rangers against twice Against Rangers Brophy Hi, That's, hi. that's, yeah, yeah, that's what I meant So Boyce Brophy mm. uh, I will leave it there That's fine You've got two So the question is this You can play along What a response we had On last night's question By the way On Twitter Tonight's is this Before Eamon Brophy Last night Seven players have scored a winner Against Celtic or Rangers In a league match Since Steven Gerrard Arrived So a couple of things to bear in mind We mean winning goal Like 1-0 2-1 It has to be the winning goal And also It doesn't include Celtic or Rangers players So goals against each other Do not count Can I have one more stab at Aberdeen? Hurry up 
Curtis Main? No. Liam <laughs> <laughs> Boyce. Curtis Main. I just guessed. I have no idea what he's even on about Liam Boyce and Eamon Brophy We'll leave it there Let's speak to Stephen Who's a Celtic fan from Bishop Briggs Hi Stephen Hi, how you doing? Great show tonight It's been great listening for us Um, I just feel like last night I was at the game last season When Scott Brown scored that winner at Rugby Park And when you saw that Eamon Brophy had scored last night It was the exact same feeling I just feel like that's totally done now I feel like the last couple of games Since the break When we've been at the Celtic games You've kind of had the score alerts on It was like the old days the nine Rangers game and stuff but I feel like that is almost finished now I just can't see them I think the momentum swing for them to put up any sort of challenge would be unreal and I feel like when Rangers fans are saying no they're still two old fun games to go and things it's clutching its doors because the way both teams are playing just now Celtic would absolutely destroy Rangers whole land away and that only stretch the league but I think to be fair to Lennon whatever he's done in Dubai is, is worked wonders for us because it's been absolutely unbelievable every performance you've came away just talking about Almost every player in the park They're totally playing for each other It's just one of those things When it's good it's great You know what I mean It's almost a total paradox With how it's going at Rangers And you're trying to find Any positives in their performance And really absolute opposite They scored five goals last night Five different scorers I mean Chris Julian That's him scored more goals Than Ryan Kent this season For a centre back It's unbelievable We've just been so great And it's just been a brilliant season For us now Yeah I mean Stephen the way, the way he phrased that opening part to the point Reminds me of when we were discussing cup games At the weekend Bear with me for a sort of the similarity that, that popped into my head We look at cup shocks And the reason we think cup shocks are possible Is because Well it's happened before And, you know, and it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to happen again But that's the logic you follow isn't it You say Oh I remember when Clyde beat Celtic mm-hmm. 14 yeah. years ago So it could happen again Is that Is that part of where the the, the, the remaining hope for Rangers would lie I know it's a big gap And I know it, you can't see it being overturned But we've had much bigger gaps And you know, you've know you seen gaps of this size being overturned Again, I, I completely understand it looks unlikely But until such times as it opens up a bit more You, you, you have to have that belief Otherwise you'd be as well just chucking it Well, of course um, The thing is, it's the way both sides are playing just now You know, we, we touched on it earlier You know, Rangers... You know, never mind the old firm games that are still to come. Rangers have got the here and now to worry about. Whether Celtic, yes, it is a tricky trip uh, on paper to Petordry, but the way they're playing and the way they've they, they've took on challenges from Motherwell who have been good this season and that you know Hearts at home, you know, okay, Hearts are playing well, but you know they still get the job done. It looks like you can't see Celtic slipping up, and that's the big difference. That's the disheartening thing. For Rangers fans You know if, if you see Celtic Dropping points Or drawing games Or not firing in all cylinders Then you can maybe go Yeah there is a bit of belief That's That's still possible But You know It's it's hard to see it Gordon At this moment in time Stephen's right If the two teams Had to come face to face Just now I mean I don't think The Rangers fan Would relish that one bit The way That, that Celtic think so, are though? playing Or would they look back To the last two games And say well I think it's all about the here now. I understand what you're saying that they they've performed well in the last two games. I think Celtic are in a totally different place just now. Okay, shape's totally different, but mentality's totally different just now. Winning breeds confidence, and winning by five goals here and three goals there 
Puts you in a different frame of mind So I think they're in a, diff- a totally different place From those previous two games Stephen give us your thoughts on this If you don't mind Odson Edward and Lee Griffiths Both started last night Didn't score And Neil Lennon says That in many ways Makes it more impressive The goals coming throughout the team It's quite incredible really When you consider the form That they've been in Over the last few weeks uh, That pleases me You know like Any win would have pleased me tonight But um, You know If they score five goals And If your striker's not the score They'll probably be down there with a padded lip, knowing them too, like you know, because they love scoring goals. But uh, it's, it's a great team effort, you know. Whether we we change the shape a little bit second half, and we got more reward from that with goals. But um, to score two from set players as well. That's very pleasing. I think you mentioned that Stephen. You it was you that said something about is it Julian having the same amount of goals as Ryan Kent or something along those lines? Is that right? Yeah, uh, yeah. I think um, everybody knows how good Edward's been, but he gives Celtic a bit of a confidence. He, the players seem to really play when he's playing. Lee Griffiths does as well. He does it from set pieces. He's got a great cross ball on him. and he, Everybody knows how good he is from free kicks as well. But I think when, it, when Eduard plays, the Celtic players look to have more confidence. They've got a kind of target man to play. And even though they didn't score last night, they're moving off the ball. The way they drag defenders, they kind of put the fear into defenders. And you could see that watching the game last night. The the Hearts defenders, just he's, he's too much to handle. He really is. He's by far the best player in this league. And... Hopefully we can keep him. I think Celtic need to need to look at trying to get a contract extension. It'd be in both of their interests. Whether Eduard does go in the summer or not, he'd get a wage increase between now and the summer, and Celtic would get more money if he's got longer in his contract. I win for both parties, and if he wants to stay, he's more than welcome to join the party next season. Yeah, I mean, goal scoring has become a really important factor as well, Gordon. It doesn't seem like so long ago. That we were obsessed with goal difference Remember that mm. And we were saying That's another two Or there's yeah. one clawed back There's one You know And that's the way we were talking As if it was going to be that tight Granted it doesn't look that way At the moment But aside from the points The, the goal difference gap That Celtic have opened up is, is now 18 In the space of What a couple of weeks It was pretty much Neck and neck at one stage Celtic have already now Got a goal difference Of plus 62 That just tells you how how rampant they've been in well, front you, of goal. You've got two guys up top now, and I think a big plus for uh, Neil Lennon was getting Griffiths back in, fit and sharp again, because he adds goals. Uh, his partnership with Edward allows Edward to go and drop into different areas now, and his link-up play has become so good. And there's a perfect example. Last night, five goals, none of them score. If you if if someone says to you, right. You don't know who scored the goals. Celtic won five 0 <laughs> Have a guess. We're going Edward and Griffiths all day long. Uh, they've got goals in all different departments. I think Griffiths also brings, as uh, the caller said there, the the set plays, dead ball situations. I think his delivery is very good. Um, they're just playing with such confidence. And I go back to the top of the show when you had a guy like Ryan Christie. You thought cemented that number. Number 10 as we'll call it Where Tom Rogic played Cemented that position That's his position The minute he's fit He plays Well all of a sudden They're competition Because in champs Since uh, the, the the beginning of the, the year Has been absolutely sensational And I'll now be I'll, in I'll be reminding Hugh Keevans of this He says Celtic never score from corners I think it was two last night Two was it both? Yeah. yeah But they're, both they're a real defenders. threat now And I'm going back to the, the years Where they used to score freely Hearts and Sutton Larson, Mialbe, all that, and they were a real threat. When you look at the height they've got in their team now with Ayer, Simunovic, 
uh, and Julian I mean Julian looks like he's going to get in the end of everything now and it's a, a, another tool to their armory mm. it's, uh, they're fantastic note and play but Hugh was right there was a stage that Celtic never scored now they're scoring for set pieces as well so <laughs> this is, there's a lot more to worry about when you're coming up against them Thank you Stephen and Bishop Briggs on tonight's teaser Before Eamon Brophy last night Seven players have scored a winner A winning goal against Celtic or Rangers in a league match Since Stephen Gerrard arrived Name them Great response I think Mikey has nailed every single one of them Good Mikey On Twitter Serrano has got one of them He's given a, a few in there Sean Elhamed He's got one as well Eddie Van Kupen has gone for an Aberdeen player But I'm going to tell you That that was In the cup Eddie As you mentioned So League games only What have you got I So think, far you've got Liam Boyce And Eamon Brophy I think I was at The first one Hearts v Celtic And I'm sure it was Kyle Lafferty Scored the winner He did oh, I could show Well that. done Kyle Lafferty What about Stuart Finlay Against Celtic at Rugby Park Yes He scored well done We'll leave it there You've got four We've only got three to get Plenty of time to get them So we'll leave it there Let's speak to James Who is a Rangers fan from Drumchapel Hi James Evening how are we? Good James What's your main sort of takeaway Your main gripe from last night? Just the performance The second half of the 50th minute on I hate to obviously I talk to my daughter and says We're getting nothing out of this game tonight because I just thought for the 50th minute onwards, though, there was only one team that was going to win that last night, and it was Kilmarnock. My biggest gripe now is the fact that is, I will go to depth, but the quality's not there. As much as I think me about Halliday, you know, he's, I'm trying to think of the right words here to see here, guys. Um, he's, he's decent, but he's no Rangers quality. He shouldn't be at Rangers. Oh, oh, I've heard all day for guys in the work is I, but he's a good Rangers man. I'm a good Rangers man, but I shouldn't be playing for Rangers. And it's just that whole thing last night. I it was a home ball, but if Halliday's back there covering his position where he should have been, that's no a goal. It, the goal doesn't come for there. Halliday's standing watching that ball coming across, the home ball happening, the guy's getting the shot away, and Halliday's still, then runs in um, as the boy's hitting the back of the net. And no other thing as well, guys. If we can go to places like Hearts, who are the bottom team in the league, if we can go to there and beat them, we can take uh, three points off Aberdeen and we couldn't take three points last night. We don't deserve to win the league. It's as simple as that. I we can compete with Celtic over 90 minutes, but see, over a complete season, we'll have no go at it. And uh, that is, that, that's the thing that hurts me more than anything else is going to watch Rangers week in and week out. And we're no going anywhere. I'm sick of hearing that, but Gerard's got his playing good football. No, he's no. The football that we've got to know is... Guys guys like Mark Warburton were run out of town for playing the exact same style of football. He's no got a plan B. He takes sub, subs are like for like. He's got the boy Hadji playing out in the wing. That boy is a number 10. He should be in the middle of that park creating things for us. But he's stuck out in the wing. The boys, I just let us see, guys. I am just, I'm, I'm new at the end of my tether now with Stephen Gerald. I've got to say, James, I think you make a lot of good points. I think that the individual games, uh, it's okay. You can get up for them, and I think Rangers deserve all the credit in the world for the 29th of December. I was there at Celtic Park. I thought they were excellent over the course of a season. I do agree with James. I don't think they've got the players good enough. To be consistent enough to do it uh, I think You know Just blaming Andy Halliday 
Uh, I think there's a lot of other players that you've got to have a look at. Yeah, I think Andy Halliday is one that, and I, I do agree, I hate to hear that statement. Oh, he's a great Rangers man, a great set. I can't be bothered with that at all. You're either good enough or you're not. And me personally, I don't think Andy Halliday takes you to where you want to go. And But Stephen Gerrard likes the boy about the place. Apparently he's terrific pro, everything about him. But if you're going to try and challenge Celtic, I think you need a bit better in these positions. Plus the fact he was never a left back. Never, he, he was never ever a left back in his career until he came to Rangers. So sometimes would have been mm. a wee bit harsh on him. But I think there's a lot more wrong with Rangers just now, especially since the, the, the start of the, the year, coming back from Dubai. I don't know what's happened to their style of play. I do agree with James once again. Hadji is a 10. He's never a wide player. But Rangers Rangers play with the two 10s, do they not? No, As I said to you, Michael Beale was... Even on Twitter, he was he was hooked in by a debate about the way Rangers play, and Michael Beale actually responded to someone on Twitter a couple of weeks ago saying we've played with two number tens every single game this season. Yeah, the, what, what he, he did change the shape a bit last night, though I noticed. Yeah, Kent played more uh, in, in the wide, but what you're talking about a number a number ten just plays in that hole behind the strikers, and what he's talking about is two tens is into out players, Gordon. So they'll start in the middle of the part and they can get so it leaves a space for the the, the fullbacks to come forward. I think a natural number 10, what I call a number 10, and I can understand what the Rangers coach is saying, is someone that just plays in that hole right behind the striker. And he's allowed to go into different areas of the pitch and cause problems. We'll have to leave it there, James, but you raised some good points. I'm sure we'll do this again. That was James in Drumchapel. You've got three answers left on the teaser, and we'll try and get them next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors They play to win Every time Talk to Thompson's.com Gordon Diel and Mark Wilson Are running out of time On tonight's teaser We're looking for Seven players Before Eamon Brophy Last night Seven players to score A winning goal Against Celtic Or Rangers In a league match Since Steven Gerrard arrived So it doesn't include Goals against each other Liam Boyce did it for Hearts Eamon Brophy did it Another time For Kilmarnock Stuart Finlay did it for Kilmarnock against Celtic Kyle Lafferty for Hearts against Celtic So you've got three left I've got two of them And I'll leave the last I'll one I'll decide if you've got yeah, them yeah. Uh, Jordan Jones, Kilmarnock v Rangers Well done Before he signed mm-hmm. And I've been through the history of Aberdeen And all the players I played against as well It was none of them So we went for a centre half McKenna header from a corner Against Rangers at Ibrox 1-0 Scott McKenna, yes. Mm. Was it a header? It wasn't a header. I don't think it was. It was a, a set piece, but he volleyed it, and I think sort of a volley header. Right, okay. It was <laughs> Scott McKenna, anyway. Right, you've only got one to get. Um, Willie Mealy CSC has got the one you're looking for. Oh, I must say, uh, he's on Twitter. <laughs> uh, Stephen's gone Lyndon Dykes, but that was a two 0 so that that doesn't count. Just a couple of things on Celtic. Chick O'Neill says Christopher Julian has eight soon to be double figures. Who is the last Celtic centre half to score double figures in a season? Chick. I've got no idea But I'll try and find out I'm sure someone will And Billy says I think the difference for Celtic at corners Has been the return Of Lee Griffith's delivery Let's round off with a Kilmarnock fan Because Simon I'm ashamed to say it And I hope you pull us up for it Your team have got nowhere near the credit they deserve tonight Because it's all about where it's gone wrong for Rangers So the floor is yours You've got a solid Four minutes or so at it Give your team the credit they deserve Absolutely superb Thanks very much Um, Hi guys Um, Hope you're having a good night um, I'm still in a bit of euphoria from last night, to be honest. Um, it was a, a brilliant performance. I'm not on to talk about 
referees or whether Mackenzie handballed or Morella should have been sent off, even though both of us answered are probably yes. But what is important is that Kilmarnock took the game to Rangers in a way that I don't think many other teams would. We went up with a 4-4-2. Um, and, yeah, it's the way we're playing is playing narrow, putting the balls out wide. We know Ryan Kent and guys like that will like to cut inside. So just go, if you want to cut inside, you're just going to get to a, a part of the park that's, you know, really clogged. Or put the crosses in and Stuart Finlay and Del Fabro, chances are we'll, you know, we'll clear it. I think we were absolutely excellent with that. The first half, I heard Mark Wilson use the word dominant earlier. I think that's a ridiculous word to use because Rangers may had a lot of possession, but they weren't doing anything with it. I was sitting in the stand just watching it, and I, for, I wasn't for one minute you know, worried about Rangers. They weren't playing incisively. They weren't making chances. And then in the second half, they just didn't do anything at all. So you know, I'm absolutely delighted with the performance. I think the difference between the two teams, obviously from a neutral perspective, I don't think anyone outside of Rangers and Celtic fans care who wins the title, unless it's their team. So from watching both sides... Whenever Celtic attacked, they attacked with viv, uh, with vigour. Um, they were, you know, they were terrifying when they go forward. Rangers, I didn't have the same. I didn't have the same fear. Even with Morelos and his good record against us, I wasn't really, really overly worried at any point during the game. And it just seemed that Celtic players have the skill and the technical ability to go forward, and they have the desire and will to win. I don't, don't think the Celtic the Rangers players, sorry, have that because you know you can talk about recruitment or whatever about about Rangers, but if they the players they have in that part should be better than the Kilmarnock players. The reason that they lost the game was the Kilmarnock players wanted it more. How important was it that potentially for Eamon Brophy, Simon? Because I know when you were going through that sticky patch, that's where a lot of the focus goes. You know who, who's going to score the goals, and Eamon Brophy maybe hadn't been on the run that he would have wanted. But particularly the way he takes the winner at that stage in the game, it was a terrific finish, wasn't it? Yeah, he he loves a he loves a shot from distance. He loves <laughs> a shot from anywhere, really. Um, but I think the Brophy needs a partner. Um, we saw that we he excelled at his peak when he had Greg Stewart playing just off him, and now he's got Kabamba who's coming short, winning flick ons holding the ball up and, and linking play. I think that really really suits him. Um, he certainly got his confidence back, which is really good to see because he seemed to he was possibly wasn't hiding, but he was he was snatching at his chances a little bit before you know in the uh, previous couple of months, and um, so yeah, it's absolutely good for for Brophy. And I got another wee quick point if you don't mind. Go on. Um, just one of your panel, uh, not tonight, but a regular contributor, Alex Ray, was on co-commentary last night, and it's something that I've heard quite a lot on your show talking about you know attendances and, and allocations and things like that. And Alex Ray made the point during the game last night couple of hundred Kilmarnock fans behind the goal and we should just move them and put more Rangers fans in. Now, I think something that's missed from the smaller club's perspective is why we've done that. Kilmarnock uh, had a smaller home attendance versus Rangers and Celtic than any other club. So, for, to put that into context, more people are turning up, more Kilmarnock fans are turning up to see us play Hamilton and Ross County than Rangers and Celtic. So, the board obviously found out, asked the club, asked the supporters associations, you know, why was this happening? And the Sports Association gave the reasons. A lot of folk with families didn't like coming up with two ends behind the goals. Coming out, you're surrounded by thousands of Rangers and Celtic fans, often acting rowdily. You know, the atmosphere with certain songs that were being sung. And obviously, you saw the start of the season with Rangers and the disabled section, Storming Gates and things like that. So the Commander Board made the decision to limit the amount of fans in order to appease their own fans because at the end of the day, that's who their customers are. They're the ones who keep the club going. 
And I think that's just that's missed a couple of times because people think, oh, just get as many Rangers and Celtic fans, as many fans into the game as possible. But it's not our duty to have, create a good atmosphere or to create a good spectacle on television. It's our duty to yeah. protect, you know, the Kilmarnock supporters. So I just think that's a point that needs I, to I think that is fair, sign, And I, I tend to always put that point to Alex and Hugh. I think it's come up with them a few times. It is important to remember that clubs are trying to please their own fans as well. And if, if they decide that that's best for them, they're well within the rights to do that. Um, we are running out of time. Alex is on tomorrow night, incidentally. Um, and for what it's worth, just come back to the, the opening day at Rugby Park. I think there was a few parties there that didn't cover themselves in glory as well. So hopefully we don't see too many more difficulties going forward. But Simon, do give us a call back because you, you raised some very interesting points. We just don't have time to deal with them in their entirety because as you can hear, it's that time of the night. You've got one more left I'm struggling, mate. on this teaser. Liam Boyce, Eamon Brophy, Jordan Jones, Scott McKenna, Stuart Finlay, Kyle Lafferty. They are six players before last night who've scored a winning goal against Celtic or Rangers in a league match since Stephen Gerrard arrived. Scoring against each other doesn't count. You've got one to get. I was thinking it was Hibs against Celtic. No. No. Absolutely wrong. Aberdeen? Livingston against Rangers. Living uh, Chris Lawson. Lawson. Chris Erskine No, no. Last season Not remember it Oh don Livingston against Rangers mm-hmm. um, No Initials DM Derek Davy. <laughs> it's definitely not Derek Oh The oh, boy up front um, Quick Quickly Hurry up M M M Shares his name with a sheep m- 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 Dolly Dolly Menga Right we need to go quickly Hugh Evans and Alex Ray are back tomorrow Callum Gallagher is up next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Compensation you deserve When there's been foul play Talk to Thompson's.com